Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas to you all out there. Well, I have a podcast for you. It's going to be about the people that seek Jesus. I know there's a lot of different types of people that seek after God. Even in your own life, you've sought after God. But there was a crew in the Bible that sought after him. And a lot of bad things started to happen around this issue that when Jesus came. I want to talk a little bit about this Christmas season. I hope it's a blessing to you all. Sit back and enjoy this Christmas message. Matthew chapter 2, they seek after Jesus. God bless. Hey there, everybody out in podcast land. It's David, and it's December 23rd, 2021, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, 8.01 p.m. And I decided to come to you to give you a little Christmas podcast. We had some Christmas snow today, and um, just seems like it's real Christmassy out there. But I don't know if you're like me, this year seems to be a little bit different. Just feels different this year. But no matter how it feels, no matter what it may be like, you might not have got anything that you wanted for Christmas. Life might be upside down. Things could be crazy. Whatever the case may be, Christmas is always the same. Jesus never changes. And the reason for Christmas is because of Jesus, what he did for us. He came as a baby. And died for our sins. That's the story of Christmas. The sacrificial lamb who is Jesus Christ the Messiah. That's the greatest story I have ever heard. That's the greatest message I've ever heard. So tonight I just want to do a little bit of Bible reading with you guys. Because I don't know if anybody out there that's listening has a Bible. Sometimes they might not have a Bible. And uh I just want to be a blessing this Christmas season from our podcast, Sanctified Life Ministries. Sure has been a tumultuous year for me and my family and for the ministry. We've made some headways. We've been set back in other ways, and we just attribute that to the will of God, whatever he wants. So let's start off here. I'm going to set my uh, mic down by my chest, so hopefully it sounds good to you guys. Let me read so I have both hands here. First, let's pray. Lord Jesus, right now I ask you to touch our podcast listeners out there all across the land, wherever they are. This is your created universe, your created land. And we ask you to bless your people today, God. Those who have tuned in for this treat tonight, I ask you to bless them specially with this Christmas blessing. The story, let it penetrate their hearts and just get inside their minds and let your word just touch them and comfort them no matter what they're facing this this year. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now... When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and people together, he demanded of them, Where should this Christ be born? And they said unto him, In the Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, 
In the land of Judah, art not thou least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring him me word again, and I may come worship him also. When they had heard of the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced it with exceedingly great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed and into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord and the prophets, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when they saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coaster of from two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled the, that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. And when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for there they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus did, did reign in the Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. So there you go. There's one version of the story out of Matthew chapter 2. Now, I don't know if you've heard this version or not, but that's the version we chose to use this year. And... You know, you got to think about a few things here. Here Herod is. He's an ungodly king, a Roman king, right? What's a Roman king sitting there listening to the prophecies of Jesus? That means the wise men that were in that palace, not the wise men that came to see Jesus, but like the the people that are soothsayers, all the little people that know all the different prophecies and stuff the advisors of the kings and governors and different things. They were sitting around talking and, you know, briefing Herod on what was the daily talk probably out in the town square. And here it says in verse 3, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. 
And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And so then they start telling him the prophecies of Bethlehem, Judea, and all that out of the small place. And you just heard me read it. So he's troubled with all of all of the Jerusalem. They're all troubled, right? They're troubled because a new king is coming. This king is not like the king that's sitting on the throne now, but he's coming as a baby. And he's not coming to take power away. He's coming to die. He's coming to be raised up to die for all of our sins. He's not coming to overthrow a kingdom by force. He's doing it a different way. And he comes as a baby. And then the angels are warning the mother and father, Joseph and Mary, what to do. They're telling them to get into Egypt, go take off and hide until Herod dies. And while Herod is dying, he decides to kill all the babies from two years old under and start killing them. And then you hear the cry from the mother, which is Rachel, which is a representation of Jacob's wife in that area back from the Old Testament. And all the women there at that time represented Rachel and they're crying and could not be comforted because their babies were murdered. Now, we are celebrating Christmas and a lot of us have our troubles, our trials and tribulations. But none of us have to worry about a dead baby right now, I hope, or a whole city of area being just murdered because a king is scared of a prophecy. And that's what these mothers were faced on this first Christmas. All these Jewish mothers were worried. And then out of the blue, their babies are being murdered from two years and under. Could you imagine the sounds? Could you imagine being a husband to one of those wives or even being a husband to a baby that just got murdered and you couldn't do nothing about that? I'll just look at my son and I think about stuff like that out of the Bible and thinking, man, how these people went through that is just amazing to me. Just the things that they have to go through in Bible. And God didn't step in. He didn't step in and stop that. He even let Herod live out his days until he died. And when he died, that's when he sends a dream to Joseph and Mary again and tells them to come back. And as they're coming back, fear comes upon them because, you know, Herod's son is in his stead as the king. And they get scared. Instead of listening to the prophecy of God, they take off, which fulfills prophecy again in Nazareth. But if they would have just listened to God, they would have been all right anyways. But their fear caused them to go another way. And sometimes we don't listen to God. Sometimes God gives us word, prophecy, things to do. And we do it our own way sometimes. We don't trust God all the way sometimes. And But God doesn't give up on us. He's, he knows it sometimes. And he just hopes that we would make the right choice because then life would be different for his prophecies and for us. But he always makes the best of what we choose sometimes. Not because we're sinners and he's just going to do that it's it's not that he's making the best of sin it's that he knows mankind and in our nature sometimes and we can't be too hard on ourselves or other people too many times we have to kind of like give some leniency out there and besides you know one of the big revelations to me is it's god's world it's god's law god decides to judge sin he decides to make sin sin God's in charge of that. And I've watched how many people are so uptight over sins, like how they treat people over sin. And they would not even have a law if it was not for God to even be worried about. It's only because God chooses it to be a sin that it's a sin. If God didn't say it was a sin or was not not wroth with it, 
it wouldn't affect nobody down here. But a lot of times people aren't aren't judging people based on the fact that it hurts God. It's based on the fact that they're being hurt or they're being wronged. Or some people are even jealous because they look at other people sinning and because they're locked down in holiness and with God, they feel they get jealous sometimes of other people, what they're doing. And then they start to be lashing out at other people because I don't do that. God doesn't allow us to do that. So you shouldn't be doing that. Or secretly in their heart, they're lusting to do those things and their judgment is just permeating all the place through the house so they have this self-righteousness to act like they're righteous in front of people but inside their heart they really want to do those things there's people like that folks there's phony people all around and it's really sad you know the day and age we're in it's it's just a really sad time the word of god i believe has gone hidden it is starting to go hidden and I say that because he has men of God that are for sure 100% called men of God and they're not able to give the word out right now. I look at my ministry and I see how hindered it is and it's not by my hand. I have been hindered because of an unseen force. And at some point you can't keep blaming Satan because Satan's not that powerful. So other things are in play sometimes to stop the ministry and sometimes it's this, and God did it throughout history. Because they had not a love for the truth, God sent them strong delusions. And sometimes God withdraws his word and his man, and he says, nope, I'm not going to let them hear the word, because if they hear it, they will hear, and then they will repent, and then they will come. And so sometimes the punishment is God not even allowing the word to come to you. That's a scary thought there, folks. May you never find that place. May you never be in that place where God says, I'm going to let you think that you're all right and everything's okay, but you're not all right and you're not okay. And you're going to be reserved to that day I meet you. And when we stand face to face, I'm going to have a day of reckoning with you. I'm to the point in my ministry, there's some people I can't even talk to anymore. They don't listen to me. People don't listen. Some people even argue with me, get mad at me. Some people just reject me. I have been called names, ridiculed. I've done nothing to people, and I have been just punished by the by their voices, their words. I have been segregated, separated, shunned. I have been in a position that is just, in, it's insane to me because I have poured my heart out for God, His kingdom. I have served in righteousness. I've done the best I can with the word. I've never, ever preached the word for filthy lucre, for gain, for monetary gain. I have never went out and used the word in a way to profit myself or to get myself ahead of the brother next to me or a sister next to me or to win somebody over by manipulating the word, using it for my own advantage. Never. I can stand here and say I've never done that. And I know that Satan comes along many times and he deceives people. People are being deceived. I'm telling you what, I just can't open up my heart in the way that I really want to I feel very very I can't think of the word right now but it feels like I'm being constrained like I'm being constrained my heart is being constrained I am being crushed inside where I cannot speak the word of God in a way that I want to speak it God it just uh, just can't be released yet I don't know why it's like it's very interesting to me to see you know the progression of the walk of God that I've had and to see where I'm at right now and all the doors that have been closed 
I've had a dream years ago that the doors were going to be closed. And I'm telling you what, you cannot open them. I don't care who you are. You cannot open doors that God has closed. You cannot open a door if God decides to close it. You have no power to do that. You cannot persuade God. You cannot do anything. If God decides to close a door, it is closed. And if God decides to open the door, folks, it's just the same. You cannot close it and others cannot close that door for you. I just want to give a shout out for this Christmas to everybody. I really hope that you get your your heart's desire this Christmas season. I really hope that you can say a prayer to God and he will reveal himself to you and show up and refresh you with that time of refreshing. I really pray that God will just overshadow you with comfort and bring comfort and joy into your home, into your heart, into your family and revive families this year. Really, what I really, really hope the best for you this year. I really do. I truly pray that God will sprinkle the best upon you this Christmas season. To all my friends, my sponsors out there, my family, my friends, I say I love you all and Merry Christmas. And if I don't get to speak to you to the new year, may God just bless your soul, saturate it with his presence. The greatest gift that I could ever give you is the presence of God. And I hope I've been a blessing up until this point to you guys on this podcast. I really want to do a lot more, but it feels like I'm being constrained. I really, really want to reach out more. I'm trying my best, folks. Just pray for me and my ministry. Pray for my family. And pray for yourselves. We are in a very hard season. We are in the end times, folks. I know you heard that a million times. I know you've heard it so many different ways. And I'm not trying to add or take away from any of those things. I'm just saying, we're in that time, folks. The Bible has told us we are there. You are living through it. And may the Lord bless you through these times. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And with that, God bless. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Merry Christmas 2021. God bless you all. Happy New Year. I love you all from Sanctified Life Ministries, from the Randolph family, and from my ministry, the Reverend Dave Randolph here. I send you my love, my prayers, my gratitude for my sponsors. I appreciate everything you've done. You've helped fund me. You've blessed me and my family. And now I just hope I've been a blessing to you. God bless you all out there. And I hope you have a great new year. God bless.